Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Jerry Ting, the founder and CEO of Evisort, an AI-powered CLM software platform. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Good, Ari. It's great to speak with you again. So tell us about how Eversort has evolved since we spoke last year. In the beginning of last year, we were focused mostly on AI. When we started was, hey, can we build an AI system that can pull data, clauses, key provisions, key dates, and information like that out of, out of contracts? But what we've done, we've actually doubled our software. Last year, we were focused mostly on AI after the contracts have been signed, but we built out the entire pre-signing part of the business to include things like how do you generate contracts? How do you help negotiate contracts back and forth with that redlining process? And then another process is how do you get a contract approved through internal checks and balances like finance, legal, and IT? How do you coordinate that process efficiently to help close deals more quickly? What is the difference between an AI-powered CLM platform and CLM? What does AI mean? Like AI is this two-letter acronym that gets thrown around almost randomly. What I think it should mean in legal tech is when you upload a contract into a CLM, where you upload a contract into a document management system, is that system intelligent? Can that system go in and tell you, this is what the indemnification clause is, here's what the limitation liability clause is, and here's the cap? Or is it something that's just sitting there and you're uploading it? And then you have to manually type in the key data points. Are you doing manual data entry to get a document into a system of record? So for us, I think the difference for Eversort versus most CLM players in the market today is that for us, you can upload a contract and you don't have to manually type data. It's fully automated. Whereas for most CLMs on the market, you open a document, you upload it, you have to manually spend some time reading the contract. There's still a large manual process necessary to use these traditional legacy CLMs. You and I had a great conversation last year when you had your Series A round. Evisort recently announced a Series B round of funding. How will you leverage that new investment? It's so funny to think that in legal tech, we're able to raise $35 million from a great firm like General Atlantic. They usually like to invest in winners, and we're lucky to be hopefully a winner in the the category. For us, the main use case is going to be in two areas. One is continue to invest into the product deeply in terms of taking AI and bringing that AI to help you negotiate your contracts better as a in-platform wizard where you get a contract that's redlined. Well, how does that redline compare with your policies from an enterprise perspective? Bringing product enhancements like AI all the way across the platform is a big focus for us from both a data science perspective, but also a platform and engineering perspective, and then supporting our clients better as they use that. The second area is awareness. For a lot of our clients, especially clients that are in the enterprise space or they've been in business for a number of years, they're used to doing things the way that they've always done it. That may be using a traditional CLM system. But for us, awareness that includes things like marketing, thought leadership, um, the work that Alex has done online, we want to just let people know that, hey, in 2021, There is AI technology that can look at a contract and tell you the meaning of the written text. How does that free you up as counsel to be more strategic to your business clients? So a lot of awareness and just educating the market because technology works, but a lot of folks have never heard of it. I just want to acknowledge you're referring to social media star Alex Sue at Evansor and someone I really respect. Why was your 
transaction, this round of funding, particularly unique? There's a couple of different reasons. One, usually General Atlantic invests in larger startups. For us, because of how quickly we're growing, they partner with us early on. That's an outlier event because GA is such a great firm for later stage businesses. So for us, we think that we have the financial partnership to grow ever so quickly and build for longevity, which I think is a good place to be as an operator. More generally, I think the VC market has changed. Thinking back to 2016, when I founded Eversort, VCs were still trying to figure out themselves, what does AI mean and what does legal tech mean? Both of those were sort of emerging areas. This round of funding, I'll say that for a lot of our firms that we met with, they said, hey, it's great that you say you can do this, but can you show it to me? Can you do a live demo? Can I send you a contract right now before sending you $35 million? Can I send you a contract right now? Can you upload it and show me in a panel of experts that the AI does what you say it does? That is a new trend that I'm seeing across enterprise software and VC investing more broadly is, hey, we know that AI is valuable, but does your AI work and does it do what it says it does? How important is it for legal tech companies to prove their claims in this climate? It's going to be not only a nice to have, it's going to be a need to have. Because I think if you look at just the CLM and contract analytics market over the last five years, it's evolved and changed almost every half year. When we first started, we were going into clients and we we're saying, there's a thing called AI, you can upload a contract, you can pull out clauses, and how accurate is it? Those are the conversations we're having. How does the AI do what it does? Now, I think we go into clients and they have RFPs where they ask you not only how good is your AI, but how many clauses can it pull out of the box? As enterprise buyers and as legal buyers become more sophisticated, the selling process has also evolved to become more mature. The overall industry has matured. Same with the investors. So for investors, being able to do a live demo and not have smoke and mirrors, that's going to be an expectation going forward. I think it's actually going to raise the bar for what it means to be funded as a legal tech company, especially a legal tech company that's raised you know, over $10 million of funding. And it's, I think it's going to actually protect enterprises and consumers from maybe companies that say they do AI, but they do a lightened version of a rule-based approach. Do you expect fundraising to become more competitive in 2021 in this sector? The general trend that we're seeing is the number of dollars being deployed into legal tech has actually exponentially increased year on year since 2018 to now. So what we're seeing is larger checks into individual companies, companies that are becoming winners. Clio, for example, has been the category winner for matter management for their small offers. They've raised way more than $100 million. The amount of money coming in is increasing, but the amount of firms being funded is decreasing as the market overall has matured. The VCs are now knowing, hey, these are the three companies that we should follow. And it's going to be harder to start new businesses. How has your team adapted in the pandemic? When you're trying to bring in a process-oriented operating system like a CLM, there is so much trust that has to happen between the vendor, outside consultants, and the internal clients. I'm used to going on site, suit and tie, go meet your customer, do the client services piece that lawyers are so used to doing. We've had to take all of that and do it remotely. For example, we've added dozens of large enterprises, including several Fortune 500 clients in the middle of a pandemic where we're all working from home and we never actually met the client in person. Can you imagine as a law firm partner covering one of your major clients and you haven't met them in, in broken bread? So for us being very clear and very transparent, here's what the technology does. Here's what the technology doesn't do. Here's how it's going to impact your business. And here's how implementation is going to happen. It's not just about, can you sell it, but can you implement it remotely without going on site? That's all been a big adjustment for us. And I think because of the trends 
that we're seeing in enterprise software more generally for using a no-code approach where you don't need to have a lot of engineers customize software where business users and legal users can actually customize the software themselves. That's actually making it easier for clients to not only roll out software like CLM, but also adopt those. Have the expectations of your clients changed in this remote environment? Clients expect software to be easier to use. That's been a big shift is that as everyone's working from home and digitalization efforts are happening across all different groups, it used to be okay to say, our software is on-premise. We're going to bring in a consulting firm. We're going to custom build software for you. And it's going to take months, if not over a year. That's less okay now because people are literally sitting from home and doing their work. To take a year to implement a piece of software, the pandemic might be over by then. That's why for us, integrations are so important. If you're doing your work today inside of Salesforce or you're using DocuSign, we have pre-built integrations which work out of the box. You don't need to have engineers come and set it up. We can get you value more quickly, especially as everyone's impacted from working from home. Where do you see legal tech headed? We're becoming mainstream. That's really interesting. The majority of folks that work at Eversor today are not lawyers. They're professional marketing experts, they're sales folks, they're engineers, they're managers and product managers. But the majority of people that work in legal tech today are no longer lawyers. That's a reflection of how our industry, how we become mainstream. DocuSign at one point in COVID uh, worth $41 billion. So there's decacorns that do legal focused processes. As we become more mainstream as a category of software, the expectations are that we're going to mature, not just how the software itself works, but how we service our clients. I've heard horror stories of we work with this legal tech vendor and it took a long time to get things set up. It wasn't accurate. And then at the end of the day, the project wasn't successful. That wouldn't really be rare to happen in like ERP or CRM or other adjacent categories. And so I think the professionalization of legal tech is actually going to make it easier for software companies to do business with larger enterprises. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Jerry Ting, the founder and CEO of Evisort an AI-powered CLM software platform. Jerry, congratulations on your new round of funding, and I wish you continued success. Thank you, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.